I am really happy to be talking with you. I only have a few moments. I'm about to run off and do some errands. It's Saturday evening and the weekend is getting away from me. But I wanted to pop in and say hi. It's been a little bit, I'm a little bit rusty, um, but I um, was listening to a podcast that was talking about the holiday season and traditions and how everything's different this year. And it just made me realize how much I appreciate this community. And I just wanted to come on here and say hi. I know that this is a really hard time of year. And listening to the podcast that I was listening to is just a general one about, you know, how to run your life more efficiently. It was so clear that people are really struggling this year because they have these wonderful family traditions that are built on stability and repetition and community. And that's disrupted and that's really giving them a lot of grief. And I'm, you know, I feel for them. But it also kind of made me recognize that for so many of us, we, we, we never get that. And that's really also hard. It's hard to hear other people mourn something that we haven't been able to have. Or if there is repetition and tradition, it's certainly not happy memories. <laughs> um, and, you know, there's just so much isolation that surrounds addiction and families of the addicted. And it's there's so much shame and there's just so much grief. And so I wanted to come on here and think a little bit about that with you in a positive way about, you know, some of the, the recognition I've had this season, particularly, that even with the pandemic and how it's throwing a kind of wrench into all the holiday traditions, it's helping me stay focused on what really matters, which is, you know, my recovery and being present in the moment and my connection to my kids and to my friends and honestly to you all as well that, you know, have, have helped me get through this year. So I want to begin by thanking you as always for being here. It really means a lot to me. I think this is the 30th episode. Wow. Um, that's really remarkable. And I want to thank you for that. It, it again, really means a lot to me. Um, the other thing I want to say is, you know, I'm just rambling here about my own particular story of strength and hope in the hopes that it provides a little bit of comfort and that something I say might be helpful to you. But if it's not, <laughs> take what you like, leave the rest, you know, continue on with your knitting and being happy. I, um, one of the things I've been finding joy in so there, I have like a win and then I have a, a frustration. So my win is that I have really been loving um, any kind of free content that has to do with just general process making. So I talked already about how much I'm loving um, K Facets, um, Crazy Ball Theory, and color work. And it's really inspired me to try color work. I've had um, buried in my stash. I think at the start of the pandemic, I bought a skein of yarn from my local yarn store as part of the like Brooklyn Tweed Alone Together kind of program. I bought one skein of Peary yarn, or maybe I bought two skeins. I bought two skeins of their Peary yarn, which I guess is like a fingering weight, worsted spun, really, really nice yarn. Um, high twist um, to make a pattern that I bought, I think this time of year, last year, 
which is um, the Tubular Socks by Awesome Socks Tappy Gandhi um, on Ravelry. And it's a really great 70s sock pattern. It has this kind of Charlie Brown chevron in these like 70s colors. And I think the socks are supposed to be made all out of pure yarn, but it has four different contrast colors. So that would be a mighty expensive pair of sock socks. Um, so I just bought it and I bought the pattern and I just, you know, it just was sort of sitting there because I did not buy, you know, four skeins of contrast color in pure yarn. Um, but what I realized is that over the summer I got gifted all those mini skeins of yarn and I suddenly was like, wait a second, I have the contrast colors that I need and it almost works really well with the Peary yarn. So it hit me that I had everything I needed to cast on these socks. And so I yet again um, threw my hat into the ring and tried color work, which was very fun. And it's been, you know, something I've been trying unsuccessfully to do for years. And my tension was always off. I've made my friend Alan this pair of mittens, this color pair of mittens. I think it was by Hello Yarn. Um, and they had these squirrels on it. And they came out like children's mittens. They were so tight. Um, and over the years, my, my gauge has really opened up, but not with, with color work. Um, but one of the things that I've gotten better at this year, I'm realizing, is both knitting continental style, which is what I normally do, and then also knitting, um, I guess, American style or English style throwing. And that's what you kind of need for color work. So the, the what I'm rambling is about right now is that, I don't know, color work suddenly is where I'm at. I think about how wonderfully scrappy it is and how that sort of connects with um, my love of using things up and also trying something new and just, you know, really um, letting myself play. All of that is sort of jiving with me right now. So the Colorwork socks came out really great. I can actually put them on. They fit even the Colorwork section. I just added a few extra stitches. That was my secret. Um, and it worked. So wonderful. And I am, I'd say, a quarter of the way through... Um, maybe half of the way through my second sock so I just have to turn the heel it has a really nice heel by the way that pattern it's worth checking out um, and it's not my normal go-to sock usually I do toe up with um, a German short row heel but this is you know I'm turning a proper heel which is I haven't done in years and it's been super fun they're super retro and I'm really loving it so that's my win I'm really into to color work and it's reminding me of my other win which, um, you know, I have always been intrigued by quilting, which is again, color work, K facet. I'm just sort of, my head is there right now, but it's always seems super intimidating and fussy, like both the sense of what colors look good together. And then also the sense of like how to cut everything so that they're super exact. I don't know. I've tried it and it just never worked for me. In fact, my very first sewing machine was gifted to me by a friend who I'm sadly not in touch with anymore who herself was a quilter. She used to be a knitter and she hurt her wrists and this became this incredibly um, passionate quilter. And she bought me this sewing machine because she wanted me to be a quilter too. And the funny thing is, is that she is an adult child of an alcoholic now that I think about it. And there's a lot there that I'm realizing about our friendship that, you know, I could probably make amends to her about now. Um, but at the time, I didn't fully understand it, and I had my own issues, and that's like a whole other story. 
but she bought me this generously bought me this beautiful gift and I just never liked sewing <laughs> um which I'll come back to in a minute um but but why I'm mentioning this is that the other thing that I've been doing um is that I have been sewing improv quilts and I took a, a I beta tested an e-course by sew DIY on um improvisational quilting for garment sewists and the whole it's a really good course I think it's priced pay what you can um because Beth really wants to encourage sustainable sewing and it's really it's really worth it um for whatever reason this just unlocked all of the pile of scraps that were sitting on a shelf you know I have all these beautiful scraps like I I don't know if you hoard fabric scraps but I do and this really helped me figure out what to do with them. Um, and her point is to think about shapes and not color, and that really helps. And so um, I've been doing improv quilting, and it feels really good. And and for me, what I'm thinking about this year is, especially where I was beginning with about the holidays, is that improv quilting is, it's no surprise that's where my head is, because our holidays are kind of always improv holidays, right? Like there's always... Um, the possibility that whatever beautiful plan I have is going to be knocked sideways by something that has to do with addiction. Um, and that's certainly true um, this year. You know, our, I keep hoping that um, my children's father, my ex soon-to-be ex-husband, will find some stable footing with recovery, but it doesn't seem to be happening, and it's always hard this time of year. And it's hard this time of year in a couple different ways, both financially and um, for him legally, and then also medically. And it's just like bumming me out. Um, and it could have been a real big trigger for my alanonic behavior, but I'm really doing a lot of work, a lot of work on, on therapy, on, on Al-Anon meetings, and then I wanted to show up here as well um, to to take care of myself and to stay centered in my recovery when there's so many triggers. The holidays for me brings up so much. Like I want to be able to buy my kids, you know, the family that they don't have. And that of course never works and only leads to debt and stress and me being like a screechy, angry mom. <laughs> and it'd be much better if I just deal with what we can't have and sit with that and mourn it and you know, make do with what we can. And the improv quilts kind of hit that perfectly, right? Like, I don't know if I could make a perfect quilt. I Actually, I do know. I cannot make a perfect quilt. I do not have that skill set. But what I can do is use up these scraps that would just be sitting there anyway, and there's no reason not to use them. And whatever I make, even if it's the world's ugliest thing, is at least going to free up a shelf and let me <laughs> let go of this pile of fabric that is taking up space in my life. So why not use it as creative play? And that has been really freeing. Exactly what I needed to hear, just like um, with the knitted socks and the color with this very small color work pattern, right? Like it's literally, I think, 16 rows of color work right at the start. It just, you know, hit the right stride. Um, and so that's been my win. I had one big fail, which is I tried to make my friend 
um, a holiday present. I don't know why. I got in my head that I was going to do gift knitting, but I did. And oh boy, it has not gone well. I have had to recast it on, I think, four times now. I'm trying to like reverse engineer a cowl that is beautiful, but the pattern is like $8 and I don't want to pay for it. And um, it's totally worth it. I just don't have it in my bank account right now. Things are really tight. And that's hard to admit, but I'm also practicing that there's no shame in saying that. I'm a single mom and I tried my best and things, you know, as much as I've tightened the belt, <laughs> those two ends are not meeting this month and it sucks. So anyway, long story longer, I can't buy the pattern, but I tried, I was like, oh, I could figure this out. It's just a cartridge ridge. I think I got this sort of sense of the cast on, eyeballing it. I could make it work. And I think there's a joke here about, you know, a cartridge ridge, <laughs> rib, cow, and a pear tree. I can't make it work. <laughs> that $8 is worth it <laughs> because I cannot reverse engineer it, or I certainly don't have the brain space to do it. And it's making me hate the yarn. And I just had a moment of why, why am I doing this? Why, you know, I'm trying to give this gift to my, my beautiful friend who I love very much. who's had a hard year too, and who has been there for me no matter what. And you know what? She doesn't need a cow from me. She just needs me to call her and say I'm thinking of her. She knows my situation. I just wanted to, I wanted to, you know, all that alanonic behavior. I wanted to present as this together person who can make things even, you know, and I wanted to hide the fact that I'm having a financially hard time with gifts. And the universe told me to stop. <laughs> it speaks in challenging cartridge ridge in the round. I don't know, does your higher power speak that way? <laughs> Doesn't speak through frogging knitting projects? Okay, I'm being completely facetious, but um, but I am, I'm taking it as a sign that that project is not meant to be and I just need to put the yarn back in stash and maybe give it a go another time of the year. So I'll end there because it's almost time for me to run the errands I need to run. But I just wanted to end by saying thank you again. I'm really, really happy that you're here and that we've made it to 30 episodes. That's kind of crazy. I hope that you are well. I hope that you have um, everything you need. I hope that you have beautiful materials to work with and that the projects that you're working on for yourself are making you happy and, and they're fulfilling. And I hope that you're having um, the richest holiday season, whatever holiday you, you celebrate. I hope that it feels really um, rich and abundant in all of the very best ways, which is, you know, love and community and support and maybe some fun stuff. Um, but if you're like me and the stuff part of it is really challenging right now, just know you're not alone. And um, I'm sure there's going to be another cow to kick our butt in a few weeks too. So I'm going to end now. I'm rambling, um, but I will see you all soon. Take care. Bye.